Should we actually should we start our actual show? Oh, I thought we did. Is this the actual I thought, show? I thought show? most. I see all of my shows now are just about Star Wars. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. except for the except for the one that's about Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that one's on hiatus. That's just yeah. That's just off. Yeah, that, no one, that one just had the good sense to go away when Star Wars came out. <laughs> Actually, that's that's really we know, smart. We know what you people it. are going to be talking about. I mean, you know, to Star Wars credit, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of technology news. I don't know if we can blame that on Star Wars or not. I understand that um, Apple executives are now just appearing on people's podcasts. <laughs> Willy-nilly. Yeah. I actually am glad yeah. that you brought this up because uh, I would like to introduce to you guys our, uh, our newest guest, uh, Apple executive. Big, big Bob Mansfield. Big Bob Mansfield is here. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love that. Also, I'm pretty sure nobody knows what he sounds like. Yeah, Dan and I would be completely out of uh, out of our league. I would like to introduce to you. Uh, uh, oh man, that would have worked a lot better if I could remember his. Uh, uh, Jimmy Iovine is here. Jimmy Iovine, L- L- Luca, Luca, <laughs> Luca Maestri is here to right, talk Maestri, about financial. Maestri, Hello. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would see now that I could handle. Oh, God. Is he a financial guy? Yeah, I don't even know. He's the CFO. You okay. don't listen to enough conference calls. Yeah. Right. Dan and I should try and get Luca on. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> just, uh, he seems like a really, really nice guy. I just don't understand about half the words that he says because the financial jargon is just like whew, way over my well, head. You, well, if you know, Dan, that... <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is Luca. Is he he even allowed to? I'm just. No, I I somehow doubt that he would be allowed to come anywhere. Well, well, I mean, there's the restraining order for one thing. I just like legally. I just mean legally, right? Like he can't Uh, make comments at random times of the year. Yeah, they keep no. him in. They keep him yeah, in right. like uh, one of those like a, hy- a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, I was gonna say they keep him in the in the cage like on Arrow. They've got him in like the cage. <laughs> the, cage that, the cage that just has a chair in it. That's like there's there's got to be like a UN convention against that cage. Okay, I so. am pretty sure they're breaking UN conventions a lot on that show. Yeah. All right. All right. Odds maker. Here's here's the today's odds maker question. Which is the next Apple executive to appear? On the talk show. We've had Phil Schiller and Craig Federighi. Who's next? Eddie Q. I, Eddie Q is also my natural inclination since he's the next sort of most public. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be, won't be Ive. Yeah, it won't be, won't no, be Ive. No, it wouldn't be. Not, yeah. not doing John's show. Not, um, that, not that I don't love John. But. Honestly, I think it's either probably would be someone below the SVP level or... You know, I was thinking Latner, but I think they've covered that. And if it gets any more complicated than, or in like technically in depth than the last one did, uh, I don't know if that's going to suit the talk show audience. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna say that I just I listened to most of that and did not understand like ninety five percent of it. But but I would say there is an outside sort of the outside, not odds on favorite, but the outside track. I I think Tim Cook. I I think Tim Cook could could conceivably show up. Um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, you know, sort of for like a, like a, like a 10 minute sit down or something like that. Right. Like, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't say having. I, you know, a year ago, I might have said that's just not going to happen. But given given Schiller and and Federighi's appearances, I don't see why not. Yeah, I would think that's possible. It, it's in with it's within the realm of possibility. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and then after that, the only way to top that is like Steve Jobs' ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Very very special. I, yeah. Talk show uh, from beyond the grave. The problem is the problem is one of logistics because either you have to go through complicated <laughs> rituals to bring Steve back, or we have to kill John. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> There's no way for him to record his end. Yeah, exactly. Double enders from the afterlife. Yeah, that's, it's not gonna. That's that's a tricky one. There's there's no Dropbox to the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> shoot me the file of uh oh uh, yeah what? the problem is when you get the file it all just sounds like static you really have to pick the words out this is really tasteless you should cut all of this what? dropbox to the afterlife that's we, no that's the title this is really <laughs> it is super tasteless so i want to say that that's not funny and the, the, the least that we could do is come out and say that this is super tasteless uh, that's fair we, that we we hate ourselves almost as much as our listeners do. It turns out that when we don't have any sponsors, we actually just talk a lot more. <laughs> maybe this is yeah. Maybe it's fortunate that we have no sponsors this week because oh, I wouldn't have let it would, go on that would all, long. They it, would like uh, be like a Mission Impossible. They would disavow any knowledge of our actions. I thought you meant they'd like jump in and look in that harness and like float down to the floor, just take our computers and go away. Oh, or or that. All Maybe right. A bit okay. Of both. All right. All right. Just so, assassinate us. Um. <laughs> so. So. Yeah. All right. Fine. You want to talk about actual technology news? What's What do you got? Uh. That's what I thought. What's the What's the There's a rumor. There's, there's like an analyst said something <laughs> somewhere. But if an analyst <laughs> says something on a blog and much... nobody reads it, <laughs> why do you need me here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really going to ask you. You really need to fill the third seat for this. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you to translate the Swift talk. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We so we could. Yeah, we. First of all, we should probably explain what that is, right? Like, <laughs> Why sure now? Craig Federici went on the talk show to talk about uh, Apple open sourcing Swift. Yeah, if you didn't right. know that already, then the last five minutes were just total garbage to you. <laughs> they, they were garbage anyway. Damn, that's, that's, yeah, fair point. Um. So, what do you want to talk about that? The the good thing about that is that the uh, Swift is now in public control, uh, which means that Apple doesn't sort of um, get to pick and choose exactly what goes on with it, uh, mm-hmm. except that uh, they do because it's all just done out in the in the open, like, and they're they're running the the, the project, so they get to s- select which uh, changes are accepted or not. But it's basically run as a separate thing rather than just being internal into Apple. Uh, and it also means that with the license behind it, uh, somebody can just take Swift and run with their own version of it. Uh, that's very unlikely to happen because Apple has so many engineers and talented people working right. on it that they sort of de facto control the the, the standard Swift thing. Uh, very similar to what WebKit is. WebKit for years was basically an Apple only project because uh, not Apple only, but they controlled the the, the driver of it. Um, and when was it? Last year, year and a bit ago, uh, Google took WebKit and forked it. 
So now there's sort of two WebKit derived yeah, games I, I, going. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. They definitely forked it all up. <laughs> oh. Zing. She's like, <laughs> Lex isn't on this episode, so you feel like you have to step in. Taking <laughs> a lot of shade on this episode. Is that- is that a, is that the end? Is that a? <laughs> <laughs> Usually we end on one of those. Fifteen minutes. Like, you, just like yeah, you, you did like that a half an hour too early. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, and objective objective C was not open source. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it gets complicated. No, basically is the okay. is the answer to that. Uh, the, answer the compiler that? was open right. source and. Okay, but the runtime was not. The runtime is the and goop so, that makes it go, like when you actually when your application is running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's like magic sauce in there that wasn't open sourced. Okay, and then the thought is just hopefully that this language then becomes used in other systems and other places and becomes you know more of a de facto. I mean, if not not a standard, but uh, something that's more widely used uh, and is <laughs> possibly taught in schools well, instead of Java. So, well, so yeah, that's my question: <laughs> is if you if you had to say like what is Swift sort of up against, like what are its main sort of competitors, if you could consider in in that realm, like you know, is it still Java? Is that kind of like the de facto thing, or is this complete competing more against stuff like I don't know, like C sharp or you know, C sharp and Java are very I mean, this is going to be pretty hand wavy, but C sharp and Java are sort of in the same class of language. Um, C plus plus is lower level, but often used um, still. Uh, what does Swift compete with? Objective C, obviously. Right, uh, but that, and that and that certainly in works the, in terms of like competing with stuff on Apple's own platform. But to John's point of like becoming more widely adopted, are they just sort of looking to subsume what was done with Objective C, or is it a matter of trying to actually be like, no, we want this to be a language that people use on other platforms to do to do things there too? Um, that's what they say, and he seemed excited about um, servers and have ported it to, to mm-hmm. Linux. Right, yeah. so uh, Linux. Yeah. So I think they are excited yeah. about that. I, I mean, I think they're going to get because bummed then the, out. Somebody... Then the idea, the idea is that you can write in one language for, you know, you can build yourself an application that uses a server backend or whatever, and you can write it all in one language. Yeah, which is good. Right, um, but at the same time, yeah. that was kind of like, I mean, I mean, I remember back when Java was heralded as like, write it once, deploy it everywhere. And the answer is yes, but it's, it also right. kind of sucks everywhere. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not the goal of Swift. Um, no, because there was the language, and then there was the frameworks, and the frameworks are uh, the bits you hear about, like the UI kit on iOS uh, manages all the buttons, or App Kit, or uh, and those are all platforms. Those are all platform specific, and Swift allows you to interact with them, obviously, uh, but those aren't part of the language. So Mickey, um, whereas Java, whereas Java looks just as yeah, shitty yes, on every yes. platform. Yeah, well, that's it. Because Java will have cross-platform frameworks as well as just the, the central language, and they try to pretend that you can have an app that'll run the same on Windows and the Mac, and it won't. It'll look awful. Yeah, yeah. Having used some Java programs regularly over the last decade or two, yes, yes, yeah. they do. Is that do you guy? Do you know? I mean, or Dan? Do you know? Is that still what they teach in school? Uh, like as the like the starter i know it's what i learned when i took cs you know granted yeah. that was a while back now but i i'm not sure what the sort of introductory 
Um, cause when I, when I took it and again, cause it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's this, I mean, you know, it's still used, but it's not like, I think it it's used a lot because it's still sort of a, I don't want to say necessarily easy to learn, but it does have like, as a teaching language, I always got the impression right. it was fairly straightforward. Um, and, and I certainly learned aside from, uh, learning to do some Java in my, the one CS class I ever took. They also sort of gave us, you know, we spent a little while on like learning to read C, um, not necessarily program things, but like be able to look at C, a block of C code and actually like sort of generally figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't know what they use. Right. And then there's a lot of other, I know a lot, I, a lot of my friends were CS majors and stuff like that. So a lot of them, you know, went on to learn other things that were, you know, designed like scheme and stuff like that for, you know, I think designed more for like teaching than for actual products uh-huh but yeah that's i don't know what they do now i'm looking at the carnegie mellon website and i can't figure it out <laughs> that's right stay in school kids that's right <laughs> i do this professionally well well i mean it's basically like a high level thing they're not telling i can't find a course list right now so whatever this is why we should do research for the show. Really? Um, should we? <laughs> no, it's when we cut that out. <laughs> cut that section um, <laughs> where he suggests us doing research. Yeah, Swift as a first language seems uh, totally reasonable to, to teach. Uh, it does have a – there's a lot of complexity in it. Uh, but you can you can cover sort of the basics reasonably well, I think. Uh, they're doing stuff now – well, this is going to get very esoteric, but like the – um, the for loop that they had that used to look like C is being removed because it's confusing as heck. Uh, so there, that I think if you do start teaching with Swift, you you can teach good comp sci uh, principles. And I don't know what they currently do, but Java's overly complicated to to my mind. Yeah, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Well, it's very verbose, right? Because like, you got to declare all the <laughs> exceptions that you can throw. And... It just wanted so much from me. Yeah. just wants your attention. <laughs> I, yeah. I got through a certain... I mean, I, I I do this periodically where I think, ah, I should really get into, like, learn more about programming. And I, I, hit, I hit the same roadblock every single time. <laughs> I'm just like, I get through it, you know, like I can make, like the beginning things and then when it gets like slightly more complicated i'm like nope that's it i'm out so and i'm back to writing <laughs> yeah yeah words are way better when you don't have to like i know right because i can put words yeah, exactly <laughs> you can put like your periods anywhere you can... although i did give a i gave a talk at, at uh at a little conference that um you guys might have heard of uh i think it had a funny it had a funny name it was in Montreal. I don't Not know. me. Uh, and <laughs> one of the things I complained about in that is that, you know, one of the great things is about about writing code is that when, you know, not all the time, but a lot of times when you've done something really boneheaded in your code, like, it doesn't let you do that, right? Like, you try to mm-hmm. compile it, and it's like, hey, you should probably do this thing here and, like, make sure there's a semicolon there and uh, make sure you did, you know, declare this variable up there. Uh, yeah, just letting you know. Um that doesn't happen there's no there is no process like that for writing like it would be really great if i could like write a bunch of stuff and then be like all right ready to turn it into a book 
And then you turn it and it's like, dude, your your character <laughs> development back in chapter one, yeah, that needs some work before you turn this into an actual book. Like, this book will not compile, it won't run, nobody's going to, you know, it's going to break, it's going to crash halfway through, people are going to throw it down in disgust. It would actually be really handy if there was a tool for doing that. There's no uh, squiggly underline for there, poor character development. Yeah, there's squiggly underlines for yeah. things that, uh, like, especially when you write science fiction <laughs> and fantasy and there's squiggly underlines for, like, words that you just made up. And they're like, hey, yeah, you right. made up that word. And I'm like, yes, it's a fiction book. Go away, you stupid spell check. <laughs> so uh, uh, either of you um, Mac Keeper users? Oh, God. <laughs> No, and I feel bad for people who are because they're clearly they're, pre- uh, yeah. they're predatory, right? Oh yeah, right. they've always been predatory. Right, I mean, right. I remember back when at MacWorld Expo they used to have booths with like they were one of the few booths that had like booth babes handing stuff out. It was just of course so, they did. Oh, it was yeah. just so not only awkward but like you know offensive. Basically, like it was just weird. It's just weird, and the, I I don't even I don't even know what their software purports to do. Um, other than I think it's pretty clear it doesn't do it. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and now the fact that there's, as you know, I'm sure you were mentioning the, the fact that their security has been compromised and lots of, was it credit cards or just passwords yeah, so or what? Passwords. I think it was, pa- I think it's just no. passwords. Yeah. Um, so it's 13 million. <laughs> I can't believe there are that many. Know, that's heartbreaking. That That's yeah. just, yeah, that's just terrible. I mean, I've got a friend who, who installed it because not being terribly technical and not, <laughs> At the time, uh, having this is so this is like a little bit before um, I got to know him. Uh, not having people around him who were terribly technical, he didn't. He had never heard of it. He suddenly got all these pop up messages saying, "Oh, you should install this thing." And so he thought, "Oh, this seems like a good idea," and was paying these people, uh, you know, for this thing that doesn't, you know, that not only does not help you, it actually harms your computer, and uh, you know, and now has you know, left his password open to devious use. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's the, it's the same thing, you know, it's like with, when they, people would call elderly people and, you know, try and get them to give them their credit card. It really is. It's the same kind of scam sort of thing. And it, it, it's the same business model. Tells you that it's going to do stuff like slim down your applications. Oh, which you, like it'll go into the bundle and just start deleting stuff, like like different localizations. <laughs> yeah. and it's like a guy like who that. shows up to your house and is like, "You've right, got right, way right. too much stuff. I'm just gonna start throwing some stuff away. Don't worry about me. Go do your th- go watch your shows." Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Gus <laughs> Mueller uh, who writes Acorn. Ooh, he's, he hates that because he keeps getting like, oh, it breaks. Somebody stuff, Somebody will right? run Mac Keeper. It'll break his uh, app, and then he gets the uh, he gets the blame. Yeah, not the people who are actually like. Yeah, it's like like they come in and they throw away all the cables connecting your TV to your like DVD player, and you're like, call the DVD player, like, what the hell? My DVD player doesn't yeah, work anymore. Very much, yeah. That's a good metaphor. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Just so you know, we all have our roles. Yeah. Is that even a metaphor? <laughs> a... Yeah, it's a metaphor. Analogy. Okay. Sure. One of those. Sure. Yeah. Pick one. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So my friends, my friend's solution was basically to just not deal with it anymore and just go out and he bought a new Mac. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was that bad. <laughs> Salt the earth, huh? <laughs> he was just like, well, it was it was almost time for him to do it anyway. Um, and uh, he had like a like a 2009 MacBook Pro. Um, and so he he was like, eh, J- just, just in case, know, I'm not going to spend why 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 waste my time like trying to deal with this. Um, 
I'll just so yeah, go get it, something. You know, go get a new one. And in, in case and you're wondering, fresh. the only way to truly uninstall MacKeeper is take your laptop, pour liberal amounts of salt on it, and then burn it, <laughs> <laughs> and throw it in the ocean. That the ocean part is optional, but like flaming, really, flaming, really, on the fire and salt it. is a good way to go. As, as <laughs> yeah. guy, I, I'm sure can yeah. can agree. That's the only the way to truly works for the Winchesters. Work, yeah, works for, work works for us. us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that Mac Keeper. I don't know. I, I, by simple virtue of the fact that they seem to advertise in pop up windows, I always was kind of like. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that anybody anybody who does that is not. I can't remember if they ever showed up as an advertiser on MacWorld, but I feel like if they had, I definitely would have been like, no, you guys should not. Like, I would have definitely been writing letters to people about we should not have these guys as an advertiser. Yeah. So that, um, yeah. how does that work? Like, if you from the technical side of the magazine, if you know that an advertiser is basically a scam. Is it like, because I, I know you're not supposed to have influence between the two sides, right? Yeah, so, that was a wall. So, you know, the sort of, I think as it's generally called the Chinese wall, like, you know, the wall, wall between editorial and advertising, it became, it certainly became more permeable and has, I think, probably all across the industry because um, you've seen more sort of what they call advertorial content. Um, they mm-hmm. still try to maintain like a certain amount of, you know, at least claim that there's a distinction between the two and and i think in there tends to be some but those lines have become blurred Mm -hmm. um especially as uh, publications have become you know more threatened um and so i mean i can't necessarily speak to any particular incident but i do know uh, i'm fairly certain as i recall that there were advertisers who were you know who were disallowed because you can certainly, I mean, you know, like on this show, we can, to a certain extent, we can always say we don't want to deal with a sponsor, right? I mean, it's, it's our show ultimately. Um, And so in the same way with a publication, you can always say, we don't, we don't trust these people or we don't think that we should in any way be associated or endorsing them. Um, That said, you know, there are also things that came up where it seemed like a puzzling choice. We got a lot of flack because at one point there were some ads for like Samsung laptops. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and part oh, yeah. of it was that they were obnoxious ads that took over the whole screen. Um, but another <laughs> well, part of bad. it was people just getting angry that there were Samsung ads on Macworld, which, you know, I can kind of understand. Like, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, yeah. I don't, well, yeah, I don't have a problem with me neither. Samsung advertising on, on Mac yeah, World. sure. I mean, I, I, it seems silly. You know, it, it was a little weird when you go to Macworld and there was a full screen ad of Samsung laptop, and you're like, eh, it's more, yeah, it's more, it's more puzzling puzzling than anything. Ad. Sure, but if you went to PC World and what, Apple had a campaign, yeah, sure. I, I yeah, you'd be like, I mean, oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, PC what? World, it, that was always a little difficult too because PC World had a much sort of larger brief than we did in terms of what Mm. they covered like and that was a source of strain for us was that pc world considered well apple's part of the pc landscape uh we need to Uh cover them and so there were occasionally differences of opinions between what pc world should be covering and what mac world should be covering um Mm. and you know so that was that was a source of stress about that but yeah the the apple I, I don't have a problem with the ad. I think I agree that the like types of ads are far worse than what the ads are advertising, unless they are advertising out and out scams. Um, right. But it was just it was a peculiar choice. I can see why Samsung might want to appeal to customers of you know Apple products, right? Like sure. they have money. Uh, yeah. Sure, no problem there. So that's what advertising is. That's probably like one of the least devious things they do. 
<laughs> Those guys. Yeah, yeah. They should. They should totally have shown that um, that great ad with the guy who um, stalks the woman with his um, his his watch. Oh no! What? Oh, <laughs> have you seen that one? I, I just like to bring it up because I, I like to put it. I like to put it in. I'll put it in the show notes because I, I love that ad so much. Because I mean, love hate. Um, is that like they're on a ski hill, like a ski trip? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're on the. That is a, that is so a nightmare bad. scenario. That is. It's so bad. It's un. It's it's just bad on every single conceivable level. And doesn't it level. end with him showing her the video he's been taking of her? Yes. And it works. Yeah, and he's she's like, like following oh, her down the ski slope, and and he's like video, he's videotaping her, <laughs> and then he catches up to her. Hey, check this out. I've been like following you and videotaping you. <laughs> God, no, yeah, and she's all like, oh wow, that's great. Said nobody. That is ever. not the way that conversation. They don't show go. you that she's pocket dialing no. the police though. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was cut out of the ad. <laughs> oh God, it's awful. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about ads the other day. I feel like. I feel like Apple has not made a great ad in a while. Some of the ads are fine, uh, I, but I, I found myself thinking the other day that I kind of missed like the uh, the Get a Mac ads because yeah. they had character. Yeah. And I feel like so many of the commercials now, um, a lot of people were really down on the Apple Watch, like the short little Apple Watch commercials that they made a couple months ago. I wasn't. I, I thought they were cute. I, I understand that some of them. There are. I thought they were. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like they weren't. They weren't earth shattering. They are. They're having real trouble. I think trying to still trying to figure out how to like sort of message the watch, um, and mm-hmm. uh, the Christmas commercial with Stevie Wonder was totally fine, although also not particularly Apple related. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. It's, right. It's just right. Exactly. There's some Christmas good artists song, on there right. and whatever. Um, there were some fun, you know what? There were some funny Siri ads, and like there was some with like, um, uh, what was it? Who was who was in? There were the three women. Uh, was it? It was Kerry Washington and Taraji P Henson, and I think was it Mary J Blige? Like there was the Apple. There's like an Apple Music ad where they're all sitting around like trying to make a playlist or something like that. Um, which was actually oh, I don't even, I don't a lot of those threw flew under the flew under the radar. Um, because there were a bunch of Siri yeah. ones. There was a couple with like Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. Um. So there were there were some okay Siri ones, but there hasn't been like there a hasn't been a really great campaign in a while. I feel like. Well, yeah. Also that. Um, I thought. I mean, I always I liked that one last year of the the kid making the video. Yeah, that was pretty good. A lot of people complained. A lot of Gosh. people complained about that one, but <laughs> a lot I of still, people complaining yeah, about things. Huh? <laughs> I know. I know. I, <laughs> it's terribly shocking news. I know, but um, I thought that one was really yeah, good. I liked it a lot too. Actually, yeah, I was a fan. Uh, but there's I, this year I, there hasn't been anything, which is funny because th- that's really they stood have out so many products this year. You feel like, you know, wouldn't you be advertising? But I, mean, I guess they don't need ad- that much advertising either, right? Like they're so even without advertising, they are so prominent that you know you don't want to be. You know, I kind of feel like same thing with Star Wars, right? Like you're the 800 pound gorilla. How much time do you really need to spend, like reminding people that you're a product that exists, right? Branding, branding a bag of oranges, <laughs> for example. That is, that's kind of awesome. Though. I mean, I lived in, in a world for a little while. Makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, but, I was in a world of hope for yeah. a little bit, where I was like, you know, I think it had occurred to me at some point. I was like, oh, you know, I feel like it's been pretty, uh, pretty good about like not too much Star Wars, like like branding and merchandising everywhere. And then I realized that's because I stay in my house ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then, you know, I started seeing more of it on Twitter and realizing, oh, yeah. it's everywhere, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is apparently everywhere, which is, yeah, right. And, and uh, it's weird. I mean, because like how Apple, at least in the past, has advertised is they will have a few ads, um, but they get by a lot on word of mouth and just like other people doing the advertising for them. Although they're and big on think um, that, billboards. I've seen a lot of the Apple TV billboards. I was down in Washington, yeah. D.C. this past weekend, and there are a ton on, like, bus stops and, like, billboards on buildings of the of the of just the six-color pattern. I kind of don't like yeah, that. Yeah, but think about how many Samsung ads you've probably heard on the radio mm-hmm. or the radio? other places. I mean, there's that, there's, that lower, there's that lower level that Apple just doesn't even dip into. And it would have been better for Star Wars to not... <laughs> go all the way down to orange bags of oranges i mean it's like yeah, short of I people mean, does anybody does anybody not know yeah, short of people showing up at your door have you heard the good news yeah. about star wars <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a job for you dan i'm i i won't wait no how much do you think that would pay <laughs> yeah right right probably not but i mean so i think i think you know for the good of for, for the good of the franchise i think you should do it for free <laughs> My time is valuable. This is the t- the franchise needs you now, Dan. Yeah, there's n- more than yeah, ever. There's no one else to fill this role. That's for sure. <laughs> Does Apple have a thing that they want to pitch for the, this Christmas though? Well, the battery case. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, well, I mean, phones, the watch, watch probably. I think I think they're kind of hoping maybe the watch does. Uh, I was kind of yeah. uh, I was kind of blown away that I think Best Buy was offering like a hundred bucks off all the watches, including the sports editions. Yeah, man, I feel like a sucker now. <laughs> <laughs> well 250 i felt like a sucker well first of all it's just best buy um i and i would you know i think the the hundred dollars off is is really probably reasonable for having to go into a best buy <laughs> uh but i mean i kind of felt like you know maybe a little bit of a sucker when the iphone originally got like 100 bucks knocked off but then they made it good by giving you 100 bucks in store right but apple did, i mean this um, isn't about so, apple changing the price it's about best buy trying to pull people in right the store. right but so it's just um, yeah yeah which is fascinating also i never i'm you know i'm not an economics person so i guess i don't understand like is your idea like you'll you'll suck people in and just you know have them they'll buy more stuff because they go to the store yeah that seems right, like a weird right. and that's what i mean like it used to be ipads right i mean they used to like target and places would knock 100 bucks off an ipad I feel like a hundred bucks off a watch. Get, pe- get people to do all their all their holiday shopping in. Yeah, I their guess store. I feel like a hundred bucks off the watch is a is a much larger percentage. Um, well, it's yeah, and it's larger. I mean, two fifty is not. something where I feel like you can see. God, I can't believe I'm even thinking this, but like people who are like buy one for their, their like teenage kids or whatever. I just can't believe, like I, I don't think I'm trying to think of anything my parents yeah. would have bought me like of a commensurate pricing when I was a teenager, and the answer is. I got like a stereo one year, but like <laughs> that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> and even that was probably cheaper than an Apple Watch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. I've been even taking that into account. I mean, like, I, I think it probably was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it just seems like it still seems fairly extravagant to me. But you know, I guess I can see it. Um, but I wonder if I don't know. We talked a little bit about the Apple Watch. You know, <laughs> six seven months in at this point. Um, but I, you know, I think there are always people who are going to take that as a sign that watch isn't doing well. Sure. Well, what do they do with the iPods? Because those were, yeah. those ran about the same amount of money, right? 
That's a fair point. I mean, I got, I did get the original iPod as a Christmas present that first year when it was tremendously expensive, but that was also part of like my, uh, I was like graduating from college that, that spring too. So like that was factored into that a little bit. But Um, I mean, historically iPod sales were good around Christmas, right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Because even when they were more expensive, yeah. you're right. They, that's that's a fair point. They were they were a couple. They were like two three hundred bucks, right? You know, for like mm-hmm. a, a classics and stuff like that. Until I feel it's so weird because they've become totally commoditized now, right? Like right. you like buy a pack of uh, iPod Nanos to just yeah. throw at people. Do they do they still make them? I honestly don't know. Yeah, they do. They do. There's no yeah, classics yeah. anymore. Those finally got phased out. Okay. Um. So there's the there's the shuffle, the Nano. And uh, the touch, right? Yep. And even yeah. is there anything? I don't keep the touch. The touch is its own thing. Anything else? Yeah, it's just the nano and the shuffle. Really. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, the touch is really well, a, like a mini. I like don't that. know that they'll ever get rid of the shuffle. I mean, the, uh, honestly, the shuffle and the watch are kind of close in terms of. I think uh, I think of the watch as kind of like, you know, uh, there's a certain amount of like it's a little iPod um because it's got like the music playing capabilities and it's kind of self-contained and you sync it to your your phone you know um it's kind of like the analog for the ipod in my mind um but in some ways i wonder if they'll just like there's a day where they'll get rid of the ipod and eventually reclaim that name into something else but i don't know yeah. i've always liked the yeah. name and i always thought yeah, it was kind of the waste not a waste but uh unfortunate that it got limited to a music player yeah, I agree. I was surprised that they didn't. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk of them before the iPad came out, I think, of people theorizing right. they would reuse Reusing iPod. That. Yeah, like an iPod would dis- it yeah. can easily be used to describe everything from a phone to oh uh, my God. iPads. Like, just call, Guys, you know what I mean? it's going to be what the car is called. <sighs> it's going to be the iPod. The iPod. <laughs> I'll get in our iPods, drive to our Apple stores. That's awesome. Well, the problem is that the i thing is going to die, were, right? Yeah. Like. That's yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bring it back because they don't want to go back into that. It's gonna be the Apple car. The the Apple Pod. (laughs) It's just gonna be the car. Yeah, I honestly have no idea what they would call it because calling it Apple Car is (laughs) not compelling. It's terrible, and yet I think we can all agree that there is a better than fifty percent chance that's what it will be called. (laughs) Yeah. Again, if they're making one, they could be doing helicopters or something. Drones. So uh, you guys are not um, Sonos users, but for the sake of completeness, I should point out that Sonos has rolled out their Apple Music beta. Um, And I have not had a chance to download. I just got the email this morning, uh, but I haven't had a chance to update my system yet. But I'm looking forward to doing that. And I'm sure that Lex, when he gets back from wherever he is, (laughs) is also looking forward to trying that out. And maybe I won't have to buy music anymore, but I probably will anyway. Are you uh, are you still an Apple Music subscriber? I am. Guy or I'm that guy. I'm that guy. What about you, guy? I am. Uh, I didn't. I don't really use it that much. And then I got the email telling me that I'd automatically paid for another month. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> forgot to. Turn, I was away at the time. I'm like, oh man, I forgot to turn that off. Um, See, I think what's going to happen though for like when it gets on the Sonos, I think my wife is going to start using it a lot. Um, yeah, I've so, started using it more now that I that I got reminded since I paid for it. That, uh, 
And I and I'm gonna probably end up regretting this. Well, you know, it's interesting <laughs> because that means that means we're all gonna be listening to her music instead of my music. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I just had a um, my, my girlfriend and I were going back and forth about this. She has Apple Music because she her her dad started. You know, the, they have like an iTunes, the family sharing stuff, um, and so he signed up for it, and so they all have it, uh, like the family plan of it. And she's been using it a lot, um, and I had not resubscribed. And so I'd been using Spotify and then we were like trying to play some like Christmas music or something. And I like, we, I, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, hold on. I can do this on Spotify on my iPhone. And I put in a bunch of like, oh, let's listen to like Ella Fitzgerald Christmas music and I put it on. And it like, it's because there's sort of thing with the free tier on Spotify is that you, you, it's really weird, right? It's, it's like, it's like shuffle essentially. Like you can listen to a song and then it will like shuffle you to some other song. And so it shuffled us to something that was like a totally different genre. And she started getting so. annoyed with me because she's like, well, why don't we just do this on Apple Music? Because I was like, no, no, I want to. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a bad idea. So I, I think the answer is I might end up going back at some point just because, I don't know, I could pay the same amount for for Spotify to have their, you know, their $10 a month plan or whatever. But if I'm going to subscribe to something, it might as well be Apple Music. Right. Yeah. There you go. But I right, I just got the message that my iTunes match subscription re-upped, so there's that. I'm just so, so confused. About what's what. Yeah. Well, yeah. iTunes match is still basically just like it's online syncing for music you bought and own. Sure. There's no but, streaming stuff. Like there's no streaming other stuff. But that's so that's separate from Yeah, it, it is weird because there's this iCloud music library now, and you get that with either iTunes Match or Apple Music, because Apple Music inc- incorporates the features of iTunes Match. Okay. But also adds all the streaming and, like, huge catalog thing. Because what, what is iTunes Match a year again? It's like 25 it's, bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper, for sure. Right, right. So I never did that because I'm not sure if it's in Canada. Mm. It, I'm sure it is now. Oh, well, yeah. Apple Music is, right? Also, Apple Music is widespread. Yeah, no, I mean, the iTunes match thing. Uh, like, I wasn't sure what it would actually mean for my collection. Like, if it would get wacky in some way. Uh, because it also, what is it? It it uploads it, but you, I think, like... It matches the files like, against its database, and if there's, like, a better version. Um, yeah, but we have, like, a smaller selection of music at uh, times. That's a fair point. So I, like, just... Yeah, I don't I know just what basically that would didn't do. want to touch it. I'm like, you know what? I'm and in fact, they they fine. improved that too because they upped the limit. It was previously twenty five thousand tracks. It's now up to a hundred thousand tracks. That's quite a lot of tracks. That, I mean, it's a pretty good yeah. program. I feel like I, I've gotten a really good bang for my buck with iTunes Match because, among other things, um, it was like a amnesty because if yeah. you had stuff and you ripped into your library from either CDs or <clears throat> other sources um, and it could match them, <laughs> then you would essentially get a clean copy of that file. Yeah, I um, thought it was brilliant. And I, that must have been kind of fun fantastic. to even pitch to the labels. Like, I mean, it yeah. makes perfect sense. They Give us this and you can make money off of songs that got making, stolen from you. Right, right exactly. Right. You're not going to make anything off of it if you don't do yeah, something. Yeah, I it. think that was one of the most brilliant moves that Apple has made in that, in that realm. Uh, and I... Honestly, would like to see them del- deliver that kind of hammer blow to someone on like the the TV or movie side, but yeah. that seems they they seem to it's all have been, been warned. The, never been in the same space, unfortunately. So, uh, go ahead, John. 
Well, I was just going to say, one of my early complaints about Apple Music was that if you had songs that were not in the catalog, you couldn't, like, you could still have it on your device, but you couldn't sync playlists and you couldn't, like, it wouldn't automatically flow through the system, obviously, because it couldn't go up to their server and then come back down to another device. Um, But I figured out the way around that is just to, like, turn off Apple Music on the device and then get the song on it first and then turn Apple Music back on. And then after that, it will actually sync the playlists through the system, even though it doesn't have that that song in there in its catalog. Uh, okay, that's a good tip. It still but, works. Uh, so some, it's kind of, yeah, I know like, it's a little complicated, but yeah. like, um, so there's, there's this, uh, but it came into play around the holidays again, because there's this <laughs> um, version of uh, Let It Snow. That's Captain Picard <laughs> saying, make yeah. it so. Um, and it's a it's a YouTube. So this guy did it on. I also put this in the show notes. But this guy did it on YouTube last year in order to promote his app, I think. And I loved the song so much that I turned it into an MP3 so I could mm. listen to it. Um, and nice. um, uh, I wanted to be able to have it in my my holiday playlist. And so and now I'm well, able. To my my workaround has been to play if I want to like listen to a particular song, um, and I can't easily bring it up on like Spotify on my phone or something. Uh, my workaround's been to go to YouTube because you can find pretty much anything on YouTube. Um, but the, my biggest complaint about that is the YouTube app on iOS does not play in the background. Um, so you start playing a song and you're like, great, let me go do something else. And it just stops playing. <laughs> and you're like, well, oh, yeah, that's dumb. So I can't even put it in my, like, you also can't lock it. You can't even turn the screen off. Um, cause I'll like, Oh, I'm going to listen to this song while as I take a walk. And as soon as you turn the screen off, it stops playing. <laughs> they can uh, so yeah. seriously fix it. That's not hard. I assume fix. that may be a choice, but I don't know. Cause uh, cause they're ads, video, like they're eyeballs. not thinking that it's video only rather than, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I figured it yeah. might be just an evil Google decision, but I don't know. Hmm. That's just, yeah. So we're, uh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask, um, something came up in the news this week about uh, Apple giving up on getting streaming, like a live TV thing. Yeah, I wrote something about that last week. Um, I'm Macworld. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not shocked. This is, this is how the game is played. Um, and so I think, I assume Apple is regrouping and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what their next move is. Uh, so and you even, think this is like a petulant, like, well, fine, we don't want to play with you guys anyway. I think of. it's them going sort of circling the wagons and saying, you know, our whatever approach we're doing right now isn't working. Let's re-strategize, find how we're going to have to pitch this to get the networks to sign on. Because that's always been the hard part is trying to get the content providers to agree. And as I understand it from reading, uh, there was a particularly good piece at Recode by Peter Kafka, who's their media guy. Mm-hmm. which was talking about the the big problem is That's Apple wants one. to yeah. do a limited number of channels and they want to keep the price lowish like 30 bucks for like the essential channels but the problem is they're dealing with all these gigantic conglomerates mm-hmm. so you've got you know your Fox and your ABC and stuff like that and of course they all own multiple channels you know your NBC also owns uh, Bravo and USA ABC owns ESPN's uh cbs owns cw and a bunch of the other you know like cable networks comedy central i think still um and so all of them want all of their networks right they're like oh 
yeah, you can have Fox, but you have to take FX and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all this other stuff, too. And Apple's like, no, we just want those two, like, you know, one or two channels. <laughs> no, nobody wants your shitty channels. Just give, yeah, us the, the just give us the good ones. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, you know, a, a lot of people seem to believe that it will happen. Um, you know, Apple will be able to get this deal. I think it probably just ends up being a matter of how much money is going to change hands, right? Because it's, it's, you know, how much, sure, we'll give you just the channels you want, but you're going to have to pay us a lot more than if you, than if we gave you, you know, like all these more channels, right? But Apple doesn't want to re- recreate the cable model of 50 channels and, and where nothing's on. And then the providers will also almost, <laughs> and then the, the providers will almost certainly like, you know, also demand a higher cut. So, so what's the point there? The, uh, um, where the pressures in the industry is like, can Apple wait them out? Like, are these companies going to start losing money or feeling that? Uh, well, there's revenues contract such that Apple can just have wait. There's a, probably like, a couple things that, that will happen. One is you'll see the networks trying their hand at more of their own services. We've already seen this. CBS has its own pay service now. Um, so I would not be surprised. And I think some of the other ones have been experimenting with this, like NBC and they're making weird choices. NBC has one just for like comedy or something. Um, very bizarre, but like CBS has like their CBS all access, which is like five or six bucks a month. And you get, you know, access to all the CBS stuff, including as I recall, the star Trek series that's coming out will be exclusive to that, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Um, but I think this is CBS seems to be a little bit more proactive and they also seem to be one of the bigger holdouts. Um, and so I think you'll start to see more of the, those companies trying their hand at building their own services. The question there is, will the marketplace, you know, will people be willing to go and buy subscriptions to six different services? Um, or will they just sort of throw up their hands and say, well, this is terrible. Like, why, why should I switch from cable? Uh, and I think the problem that you'll run into on the cable side is, you know, essentially people, the competition is coming from online sources, right? Mm-hmm. So you get people who don't want to watch, a sh- who don't watch a show live, but will binge it on Netflix, uh, you know, after it's all out. Uh, and so that takes away from ad revenue, right? Because there's no, there are no ads in those shows. Uh, and so you'll get people on, you know, paying for the commercial free option on Hulu, or you'll just get people who aren't watching that show because it's not available in a format that's easy for them to get. Uh, and I think, Time is probably on Apple's side here, but the question is also how much damage gets done to the networks in the interim, right? Because if all your favorite shows get canceled because nobody's watching them, <laughs> that's the point. Uh, yeah, then, yeah. Why? Why? What's the what's the advantage there? So, uh, I think it's a question of. Uh, I think what will happen is we'll see a couple of these services launch where the networks will launch, like you know, hey, I, we've got our own streaming service for a few bucks a month. We'll see how those do. Um, whether or not they succeed. If they don't succeed, that's a great opportunity for Apple to say, hey, we can make this more attractive because we have all these platforms and stuff, like, and we can do the, hard, the heavy lifting for you rather than you guys having to sort of reinvent the wheel. Um, but there's other, you know, Hulu wants a piece of that action too, right? You know, they, they are in bed with a bunch of the networks, and so they want to be okay, their owned? destination. Or, yeah, they're part-owned by, I yeah. think, uh, it's changed hands a couple of times, but certainly Fox and NBC, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. I think they both currently own stakes. Um, CBS is the one major holdout there too. You cannot get your CBS programs on Hulu. Um, uh, and so, although they are very clever, if you search for CBS programs, they've indexed them all. 
So if you go search for Supergirl on like Hulu, it'll like show you all the episodes and you can click on one and it'll take you to CBS's site for that episode, um, which is which is really smart. Um, because they want to be your one-stop shop right like they want to be like hey you think of tv online you think of hulu but it doesn't work in the app uh i haven't tried it just works just works online right it definitely works on the website there's also weird restrictions there where stuff that you can watch on your computer that you can't watch on your uh, on your tv although i feel like they've gotten better about that um because i think they've realized that it's such a huge potential market um for people watching on their apple tv say uh, or on their mobile devices yeah. that like people, you know, people sitting in front of computers and watching stuff is much less of a esoteric. Like it used to be like, oh, yeah, there's those nerds over there sitting watching stuff on their computer. Well, that's fine if they want to do that. That's not really taken away from it. But all of a sudden people are like, oh, I want to watch on my TV. I want to watch on my iPhone. I want to watch my iPad. And they're like, oh, I guess it's not just nerds anymore, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it does some weird stuff. Like, uh, So we don't have it in Canada, but when I'm visiting my uh, my girlfriend uh, – she has Hulu and she pays for the one that you don't get the ads on, which is yeah. awesome. I thought about upgrading to that. Uh, but some shows still show you an ad. Like they they apologize, yeah. but it's like they show you an ad before and after and they say like, look, due to streaming rights, we're going to have to show you an ad. <laughs> and it's not a big deal, but it's, it's kind of like, God, oh, man. It's, it's business, yeah. right? Like what, these giant business what... and, and lawyers and everything. And they have all these different rights enumerated. Um, I will say I saw a... Uh, a contract for a uh, piece of content the other day where they listed like which rights are granted and which rights are withheld. And you don't even think about half of these things. It's kind of crazy. There's like, there's dozen, you know, like translation and, and like first party rights, third party rights, you know, like internet film rights, TV. Right. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, these, the, you know, who's winning on this guys, the lawyers. Right. Yeah. It's not you, the viewing public. That's for sure. <laughs> Just stop, just stop watching television. Throw out your television. <laughs> but still, but keep your computer. Your window, talk about keep your computer. <laughs> I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And throw your flat screen out the window. But first, stream <laughs> network on Netflix, just so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. So, was that our advice for everybody? Yeah, I, that's sure. Yeah, sure. Does anyone have a funnier way to end this show? <laughs> I feel like we started strong and just kind of petered out. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of things to talk. There's not a lot to talk about this week, but um, the only other so that rumor that I um, couldn't think of, <laughs> and there's a pretty good reason why because it's dumb, um, <laughs> is that the iPad Air three is is going to be released in the first half of 2016 and won't have 3D touch because of production issues. But that's mm-hmm. and that's is that Ming, yeah, Ming Chi KG, KGI, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I would not be surprised to see an iPad Air three in the spring. It makes oh. sense because I just bought it too. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> so that's the only reason that I believe this rumor. Well, and, yeah, and it's I mean, just they didn't rev it right. So either they wait yeah. another year, or they do right. a halfway through rev, which seems certainly possible seems like yeah seems like it might be yeah and production issues are always like the kind of the go-to escape hatch for boomers right (laughs) it's like oh well previously we wrote it was going to have like laser beams Uh, (laughs) they couldn't they couldn't build the laser beams so now because the laser the laser beams kept freezing (laughs) 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 crossover (laughs) Uh, yeah right right sorry I, i keep doing that 
can't stop. Okay, that's for you. I think you got a. I think you got a. Uh, you got a. You got a pre uh, pre end song closing in there, and then and then like a an after end song closing. Yeah, you you know you seem to know a lot about this show, John. You could probably edit it. <laughs> you you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do not do not uh, tempt fate.